You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. And we're back with our all new Keep It Mysteries. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a new era. Kara's gone. Tommy Veter's here. Hey, this is your third Keep It appearance. I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Do you know how many John Favreau's been on? <laughs> Over. <laughs> I love how this joke just got real and will never go away. I know. People think I actually hate him. No, you don't. And I do, <laughs> which is the funny part about it. Uh, we are here to, I don't know, talk about Keep It, to revisit Keep It. How do you do a best of when it's the best show and all the episodes are great? How do you choose? I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should just not do a best of. <laughs> the best of episode is just all the episodes glued together. Let's just talk about foreign policy. Okay, happy to. <laughs> happy to do that. Let's talk about it. What Iran. should I know? Uh, don't go to war with Iran. That would be bad. Okay, cool. I was thinking of going there this week for the 4th of July. Oh, to Tehran? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm sure you could get, uh, you go to nice fireworks. Mm-hmm. Might be a little real. Yeah, yeah. Do they have missile a, as fireworks. Do they have a Thompson Hotel there? Mm, it's more like an even prison, but we could find you some accommodations. Okay, cool, cool. Just wouldn't get to check out. Well, as long as they have article uh, furniture <laughs> and uh, parachute sheets. <laughs> uh, neither ha- well, article has. Parachute has not advertised on Keep It. Mm, yet. Hmm. I think they, they, I can... they can't afford you. Oh. Oh. That's so sweet of you. Uh, but uh, we are going to talk about this show, this little show that I that I started a year ago. I don't know. This is the 84th episode. That's a lot of episodes. 84 episodes. Uh, people listening to me talk. I guess 83. I wasn't in one episode. Eh, that's all right. Uh, and and we, <laughs> it started in that shitty-ass old office in the little studio on La Cienega. Yes. Which is a major thoroughfare in Los Angeles. Not the place you want to put a soundproof recording studio because it was not soundproof, but it, we, we persevered. It was not close to my apartment either, and I was always late. And the AC <laughs> never works in the room itself. It was a tough spot. Yeah, but it was that room where I gathered Kara and Lewis, and we started our little show called Keep It. And magic happened. I am joined by two great friends of mine, the only two people who agreed to be on this show with me. <laughs> um, Shade begins now. Louis <laughs> Fertel, comedian and writer for Hit Fix, Billboard, and Billy on the Street. I'm here for loud gay men, including you, Ira. Thank you, Louis. We also have Kara Brown, former senior writer for Jezebel and current staff writer at Freeform's Gronish. Oh, hey, Ira. I feel like we're at brunch right now. 
it sort of is like we're at brunch because you know I brought Prosecco. Oh. It's our first episode. Oh, man. I'm supposed to be doing dry January, but, you know. It's a dry Prosecco. (laughs) It's a very dry Prosecco. (laughs) It's an expensive Prosecco. Oh, and also Prosecco is just my favorite food. We should just have it every week. (laughs) So we're going to pop it right now and celebrate. Oh. My masculine friend Ira popping that. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Here we go. We sound like guests at a murder mystery. (laughs) Good thing we're recording this at six in the morning. That's right. No, we're drinking like Desi Arnaz in the morning. Like we have a problem. Desi Arnaz. That is a that <laughs> is a cont- real specific <laughs> reference. You want contemporary references? You come to keep it. That's what I'm bringing you. Now that we've popped the champagne, let's get to the news. Let's get to it, please. Tommy, what's your favorite Julia Roberts movie? Um, the Pelican Brief. I don't know. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's a good Julia Roberts movie? I love the Pelican Brief. Yeah, that's one I can remember off the top of my what's, what's the name? Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Uh, She's great in everything. My favorite one is My Best Friend's Wedding. That's a good one. Yeah. And um, Oh, Stepmom is also great. Do you know what I remember most about Julia Roberts? What? Remember when she was briefly married to Lyle Lovett and the tabloids were so mean to him because they kept talking about how gorgeous she was and comparing her to him? Uh, Yeah, you know, he's cute. He's a very talented artist. He's a kind man. Yeah, he he has a he has a little um, Cohen brothers je ne sais quoi about him. I agree, and some swagger that comes from performing on stage in front of thousands of people. Uh, do you think Julia Roberts would rather have dinner with her ex husband Lyle Lovett or with John Lovett? Mm, I think Lyle. Mm-hmm. You might get a uh, a song out of it. Mm, yeah. Well. So with those people who accidentally went to Love It show. <laughs> they were pissed. <laughs> okay, so funny story. My friend uh, that I used to live with in D.C., used to work in the White House with, knows Lyle Love It well. And we would have these email chains where we were going back and forth. And every once in a while, he would accidentally CC Lyle Love It, not John Love It. So we've all conversed <laughs> with Lyle. And uh, when the uh, mix-up went down about the Love It show confusing the Lyle Love It listeners, there were some uh, words exchanged. Mm. Um, were these like government secrets that were accidentally sent no. to Lyle Lovett? No, it was like, are you coming over later? We're drinking at the house. Oh, okay. I was really excited to start <laughs> no. a Benghazi trial yes. with all of you. <laughs> I want to be a witness. Let's do it. <laughs> at a Senate Judiciary <laughs> hearing. <laughs> you and Trey Gowdy. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about Julia Roberts because I had Barry Jenkins on the show and he talked about how much he loves Julia Roberts. Okay. And he got drunk on a plane once and live tweeted Notting Hill. You should work with Julia. Um, you know, she introduced a screening of Moonlight, man. She, she's dope, man. She, she's fam. Yeah. Yeah. She, she loves black people. She would do something. She loved Denzel. Ira do said that. Ira said that, not Barry Jenkins. <laughs> Just let the record show. Ira said that, not Barry Jenkins. I'm sure she does love black people. Yes. She loves Denzel. Yes. I remember when at that Oscars performance. When I met her, I felt love. Yeah. You know, I saw her with Stefan. He felt love. So, yes, you can say that. But Ira Ira Madison said, Julia Roberts loves black people. I'm putting it out there. (laughs) Julia, if you don't agree, you can correct me. But I don't think she will. Um, Yeah, do like a Pelican Brief TV show. I don't know. 
I'm just telling you to do no, things. No, 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 no. You know, with her, I want cinema because I'm, I'm sure you saw that story about me getting drunk on a plane and tweeting about Notting Hill. And so there's there's something about that. There's, yeah, everybody knows I'm, I'm a big Julia fan. So, so yeah, someday, someday. Who doesn't love getting drunk on a plane and live tweeting? A movie? You know, see what happened was it was a long flight back from uh, from Europe. I had been waiting for three hours in uh, at Charles de Gaulle. Then the flights at JFK. Then I missed the plane at JFK. And so then I had a, a drink or two. And then I got on the plane at JFK, and it was like stormy. And so I just started drinking, and there was Notting Hill, and the whole thing just it, it kind of you know something happens and you don't understand is happening until after it's already halfway happened. Mm-hmm. Like I just happened to log on Twitter and realize like oh shit, people are following what I'm tweeting, and it just didn't occur to me. Yeah, it just didn't occur to me, bro. I was terrified, man. I thought that was gonna be like bad, <laughs> but it was really? Really, yeah, it was really. I was like. You know, people know that I'm drunk and, and I'm on like a plane and, and I'm tweeting about this damn movie. And I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't. It's, one, I was drunk. So obviously I was like, what the hell is happening? 90% of my tweets are when I'm drunk. Again, Ira Madison said <laughs> 90% of his drunk, uh, his tweets are drunk. Yes. I'm just sitting here very sober, just, just having a conversation. Okay. So now that Karen Lewis are gone, Tommy, do you think I could have Jesus and Mero be the co-host? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be a great pairing. The the time you guys interviewed them in this very room where we sit was the loudest I've ever heard laughing through the walls of a soundproof recording studio <laughs> in my life. People were like, what is happening in there? You guys are having such a good time. It was a lot of FOMO. I mean, you guys were laughing a lot when you recorded that uh, post-election episode in 2016. <laughs> a lot of laughter. Yeah, a, lot of, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of adult male tears that day. These and Mero are so fun, and they're so funny, and I love their show on Showtime. And like, they just walked in this room, and you could, you guys just clicked. Yeah, you know, it was like a black sitcom, and Lewis was uh, uh, I don't know, Jenna Vanoy. <laughs> Who Six from Blossom? Oh, okay. Yeah, she sure. was. She was also in the Parkers, the spinoff of Moesha. Everybody knew that. Have was you, listening. Have you ever seen Moesha? Oh, I watched Moesha, yeah. Okay. Was it TJF? No, that was UPN. No, well, I mean, I used to watch that shit. Yeah. More of a Mayan Bialik guy. Mm. Really? No, Joey. No. <laughs> okay. Mayan Bialik is, like, <laughs> rude. Is she? Yeah, she attacked Ariana Grande for wearing a skirt and a bra on her album cover and said it was bad for her um, kid to look at. Well, that seems ridiculous. Yeah. You know what's ridiculous? All those fucking hats (laughs) she wore on Blossom. They were ugly. They were ugly. They were terrible. Uh, Anyway, here's Jesus and Mero. If you actually go to the places in L.A. that people, like, recommend tourists, that makes you hate L.A. So you have to actually discover the rad things yourself. You actually sound like you're doing that, so that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody walks in LA anyway. Oh no! Like no. if you walk, people like look at you out their cars. Like what the? Fuck? Look at that! Like poor. it's like Black Mirror. Like what is? The, what we hop like, from AC to AC. This is true. Yeah. See, yeah. Meanwhile, we're like on Google Maps, and they're like, "Oh, it's twenty minutes by car. That's fifteen minutes New York walking style." <laughs> <laughs> and now you're just walking through desolate blocks. People are peeking out through their windows. People call the cops on you. There's a man walking. <laughs> Do you think maybe now they recognize you guys though? Like, is that? You know is what? that weird? Because they might just be like, it's not just people walking, it's Jesus and Mero walking. Well, maybe <laughs> if it's both of us, because if it's just me, they can't tell I'm Jesus, and if it's just him, they can't tell it's Mero. <laughs> it's only together. when you're together. Oh, oh you it's you guys. Like, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, when they confuse us, I'm like, we look nothing alike. <laughs> They're like, yo, I watch every episode. I've listened to podcasts. Yo, I watch the show every I'm night. Yo, fan. I love you, Mero. 
like, I'm not Miro. <laughs> Miro's the other one who was um, a different shade. <laughs> he has four kids. Like. Well, you know, more white people will recognize you now because you have the Showtime show. Yeah. Showtime. And Showtime? they watch Showtime. They watch, they watch Shameless. Mm-hmm. Yep. The yeah. network of the United States of Terror, where you belong. Oh, yes, wow. right. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> big C with Laura Linney. We don't know the lineup of Showtime. We haven't memorized it yet. So <laughs> people are like, yo, did you see this show? I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yo, did you see LaCroix? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Showtime Chronicles? is? I'm like, yeah, because you know, Showtime's looking good. Game of Thrones is coming back. You know what I'm like, saying? <laughs> like, that's, that's not us. You know what I'm that's saying? They're us. bringing back six in the city. They've got Jim Carrey, though, right? Yeah. They yeah. got Jim Carrey. They got the Chai. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lena Wave Show. The Lena Wave Show. They, they got, got uh, oh, they got Regina Hall. Regina Hall, Black yes, Monday. and John Cheeto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get like, they got a Wu Tang, yeah. a Wu Tang documentary coming up. The LeBron yeah. joint, shut up and dribble. Yeah. How They're do getting you feel black. being on like premium cable? Oh, yeah. You went from like you got to pay for that shit. to, to like, premium. Yeah, premium. right. That yeah, that's a. It's like our fourth network, and this is they just <laughs> they keep leveling up. <laughs> I see how casually I just do that out there. Like, <laughs> you know but, but I mean, but, black people can't afford Showtime anyway, right? So. Wow. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was a real specific reference. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you made the references that yeah. we can't make. Exactly. Uh, appreciate you. Speak it on our behalf. Uh, I, w- I will be borrowing a Showtime login. It's all good. So is the new show going to, like, is it going to be a super big departure from the old show? Is it still just you two talking shit for, like, an hour? Not at all. It's it, The heart and soul of the show is us. And yeah. Like, chemistry, our banter. So that is the head of the show. You know what I mean? Like, we come in with that and then we have a budget now. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And like producers aren't scared to be like, yo, let's go do this field piece over here or let's right. go investigate this or let's do that. It's basically the same show, just more MAGA friendly. Mm-hmm. Like, we're <laughs> sure. Yeah. We, you know, we went hard on Trump and it's like, you know, just take it easy on him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He likes, he likes like fish filet too. You know what I'm saying? So how do we take a successful podcast? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it is. Oh, wow. Uh, put, it in, put it in the universe. To, to premium cable. Just, just put it. Just do it. Just keep banging. Just keep banging. We just show up at Showtime. Show time. You, you know what? After us, like I think any any kind of black or brown podcast, just go to a premium network. We're like, oh, facts. Y'all want this? Yo, hit up stars right now. As soon as you like, yo, fam, yo, with Jesus Murray here, they got the Showtime joint. I should just pop it too. What's up? No, nah, I mean you somebody in there. It was just a matter of, like the right people have to hear your podcast. Yeah, That's, it's. I mean, we worked hard on it. We worked hard to build the brand, but at the end of the day, it's like. There's like three people that heard our podcast that basically started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hit a, you know, like you could have the greatest podcast ever. And if the right people don't hear it, you're not going to get the opportunities you right. want with it. But I mean, as long as you keep making it and put it out there. Well, we know these pod say boys, you know, mm-hmm. like they keep flexing because they've been on HBO. Yeah, they, they're, yeah, we they're have out not, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're very arrogant. Yeah, they were on our show too, right? Yeah. How, yeah. How, how, how were they? How were they? Because I have thought. Your best guess easily, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, by cool. far. Absolutely, yeah. I sure. thought they were a rap group at first. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was, like, I was like, is this logic? What the fuck? I was like, wow. I was like yo, the Beastie Boys really aged well. <laughs> okay. But they were cool, and they were like, oh, it's like politics and shit. I was like, yeah. I was like, I am a little high. Well, I think it's the fact that, like, because when I think of you two, I remember, like, maybe five years ago, just, like, Twitter yeah. people. Whenever it was just, like, a Twitter person, mm-hmm. like, tweeting too much. And, like, you never knew who actually had a job. Like, or you knew if someone had, like, a real day job, you didn't know. Like, I used to have to hide my identity all the time. Like, yeah. Because if anyone found out where I worked, like, I would have been fired at the spot, which would have been a blessing because I was actually at the time trying to get fired from them. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever have a job so bad, you're just like, how much is unemployment? 
Oh, word? Oh, word? <laughs> Let's get it. Oh, they give you Go. debit cards out? And oh, for like, and I think if you look back for like maybe a solid three months, I was actively trying to get fired and I was live tweeting it. And no matter what I did, they would not fire me. I know that's like, you, I used to work at BuzzFeed. You know what it is. You know what it is. Also, I would apply for BuzzFeed. Yeah, like, you applied at BuzzFeed? I came in hot today. I applied for almost every, I've, I applied for BuzzFeed. I applied for, um... The root. I applied for. Oh my god! None of them. The root didn't hire you. I applied for a social media position. Damon. I, and they were like, Panama. I was like, yo, what's up? Ebony didn't call me back. I'm like, you, you hire every black person. You don't pay them. You but... <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird? <laughs> the team, the yeah, team, the team. The, the LaCroix. <laughs> Jesus. We're all getting fired. Is it, <laughs> Is it weird for you two seeking out new opportunities for you guys to like be rad and out there when, in fact, all you need is just your d- dynamic. You don't need to fuck with it. It doesn't need to turn into anything else. Right. Is there some like anxiety about messing with it at all? Not really. It's it's first of all, I mean, like we did the uh, other show with no writers at all. Right, right. And now mm-hmm. we have like a super dream team of writers. Shout out to Z Wish, shout out to Heaven, shout out to Claire, you know what I mean? Like Josh and them. Josh and them. Josh Gondelman, one of the yeah, great yeah, tweeters. Yeah, Josh, Josh, Josh you know what I mean? Mike Velasic, everybody. They 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 fuck with us, so they know what direction to take mm-hmm. a sketch in or like something mm-hmm. like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that added element to the show is, go, is still gonna be our voice. You're gonna be doing some acting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Let me tell you something. We are not good actors. So, you will enjoy All our acting is basically like it's just Jesus and Meryl playing a role. I don't wanna ruin anything. If anyone, y'all are gonna love our remake of Green Book. Oh, stop. Stop. I'm ready. It's gonna be lit. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Black people eat chicken? Whoa. Hey. Oh. Hey. It's me, Marshmallow Lee. I'm with this. Hey, yo, get in my car. I'll drive you to Moonlight. All right. So the entire world is from the Bronx. Yes. That's just like, that's your that's acting. Yeah. yeah. So in the movie, like, they barely use the green book. And it's just like, he's like, where's my green book? Like, that's, how, that's, like, that's how it ends. Yeah. You guys joke, but one of these sketches is going to, like, blow up. And you're going to have to make it into a real movie. Oh, we can't wait. Tommy. Mm-hmm. I have a serious question. What? What do you think about using the N-word? <laughs> 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 That's something I do a lot. You yeah, know, that's not my thing. You know what's weird? It's not Karamo Brown's thing either. This conversation, I remember listening to it and like gripping my steering wheel because I could just feel the tension through the speakers. It was heated. I've never felt more like Barbara Walters in my life. You were great. You did not let up an inch. <laughs> anyway, if you never heard that classic sit down between me and Karamo. Here it is. Get ready. On the red carpet in February. Yes. Your t-shirt. Yes. With nigger, nigger, crossed out, neither, neither neither there. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So what's up with that neither? So... I I personally yeah. listen. We use nigga on this show okay. freely. Kara and I do. Okay. I don't. I didn't grow up, you know, with that being a word that you know I don't use. Yeah. You know, and I understand, you know, that some black people don't feel comfortable with mm-hmm. it. But I also feel like a statement like that is a bit sliding in the respectability politics for me. Mm-hmm. But I just always wanted to ask you about that shirt. I would love. I'm you know you. 
and me are gonna be friends for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so um, no, I'm being for real. Um, so I wore that shirt. First of all, I don't subscribe to that word. Um, and the reason I don't subscribe to that word is because I spend a lot of time with people who are older generations than me. Mm-hmm. And so I understand the pain that that word used. There was a time that I casually threw that word around, mm-hmm. especially when I was in high school. Um, I would say even my freshman and where are you year from of college. Again? I'm from Houston, Texas. And then okay. when my parents got divorced, I moved to Parkland, Florida, where the shooting just happened. Yeah. And um, I'm from Milwaukee. My family uses that word. My yeah. mom does. My grandmother does. Yeah, so hear me out. It's, I've it's, never had a problem with older people yeah. in the black community. This is It's different. Yeah. So, and this is one of the things with that word. But so so the, and it, those people who are older that I've interacted with, that word causes deep pain. And though I grew up in hip hop culture where that word was thrown around very easily, as I started to really learn what that word was, and then I started to see people outside of our race, mm-hmm. outside of the African-American race, start to use that word, it did start to bother me. Now, the reason I've had that shirt That's for, a their problem, though. It, that's a their problem? That's a white people problem, though. I mean, white, that, I don't, that's I, a me problem. I, know. I, I, I feel don't like feel white, I feel like I feel like black people being able to use the word and white people wanting to use the word are two different issues. Uh, That's just white people wanting to do whatever they want to do, like they have since Columbus slinked over here. I, I disagree with you 100%. Okay. I disagree with you. And if someone was to call me the F word as a gay man, it would upset me. And so when I also hear um, straight people say that, calling each other that as something that they think is fun or using gay as a derogatory term, that's me and my culture making it seem as if this was acceptable behavior. You teach people how to treat you. That is one mm-hmm. thing we do know to be true. And so when I see white Americans who use that word nonchalantly, who are not using in a malicious way, and that's also the thing. We can't pick and choose when, like, this person can use it and then this person we want to get upset. That I think, sounds the I think wrong we, I think we can. There's parts of white privilege that I can never use. Uh, There's parts of white culture that I can't use. You, There's parts of Jewish going, culture I don't you're going use. To, you're going to privilege versus a word. I don't think that using a derogatory term gives us privilege. And now I'll get back to that t-shirt. I don't think it gives me privilege, but I think I, think I have use, the privilege but, to use it. But that's the same thing. You're saying that it gave you some privilege. And I don't think that... I think that you're free to use anything you want to use, but you also should understand that there's repercussions and there's people that that word still does hurt. Now, the reason I wore that shirt then, because I've had that shirt for a very long time, was because I was, it was at vintage. A vintage shirt. It was vintage. <laughs> vintage, honey. That that event was the premiere of Unsolved. Big and Tupac. Big and Tupac. And I thought that it was very clear with an all African-American audience, which that was what was in attendance. Almost 99 percent was African-American. And also with the fact that these two artists were sort of the catalyst, in a sense, of making that word popular and in, in making it part of pop culture. It was used by Biggie. It was used by the whole Bad Boy Camp. It was used by Death Row. It was used by Tupac. And so I thought, what better way to express the fact. Lorraine Hansberry, August Wilson, Susan Laurie Parks is used by playwrights on Broadway. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm also saying, see, what you're trying to do is you're trying to take away the fact of how I feel. No, I know you feel that way. My feeling for that and the reason I wore that shirt is to say I actually don't believe or subscribe in this shirt. And so I am neither this nor that. Mm -hmm. So please understand that as we're going through this event, don't think 
that as you greet me, that those are appropriate way to greet me. And I will be very clear, and you know this, there are certain settings, especially in where it's fully African-American, where we feel very comfortable with each other, and someone will walk up to you and say, what's up, my N-word? Yeah, I'll say it to I, people. Yeah, and I don't like that greeting for me. Okay. You know, I prefer someone So to then say, I wouldn't greet you with that. And so that shirt was clearly letting them know my feelings on that. But somehow, because we're looking for... We're looking for somehow respectability, politics, we're looking for all of this, that it somehow doesn't become just my statement of saying this is who I am and what I'm comfortable with. Mm. It wasn't that I brought shirts for everyone else to wear. I wore the shirt for myself <laughs> and just said this is who I am. Okay. I'm perfectly fine with people who don't want to use that word. Yeah. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with people. So then why do you have an issue with me wearing the shirt? I had an issue with you wearing the shirt because it was on a red carpet. It was in Getty Images. It got so- put online, and that then ascribes of you sending a message out that you don't like the word. And I get that that was personally yeah. just for you. Yeah. But also just know that when it when it becomes so a public image as, as a public as a public figure, okay. you wearing that shirt means that that's what you ascribe to, and that's how people will take so it. Did you when, when Kanye wears a MAGA hat, yeah. we know that for him that means "Make America Great Again." I love Trump, uh-huh. and obviously he would probably want to proselytize that to other people. Okay. You wearing that shirt to me. And other people, we took it as this is your opinion, and you also, you know, wish that us other black folks would stop using that word. Yeah, and what's not wrong just with for that? you. You want us to stop using it in general. Mm-hmm. But I love that word. Yeah, I find the word beautiful. I find it powerful. I read it in playwrights who have won Pulitzers, who have won MacArthur Genius Grants, yes. who have won. Oscars. I use it in my home. Would you felt okay? Would you have felt okay if President Barack Obama would have said that during a speech? He did. You show me that speech. (laughs) Barack Obama has said the word "nigga." Show me the receipts, and it's in his book. Show me the receipts. It's in my book as well. Just because I've written the world is not something that I'm using to greet or to define someone else. So if you, but Barack didn't have a problem with that word. Where he's, he's, you've heard Barack Obama say that it's he did in not, it's in his book, and he said I don't have a problem with people calling me those words. All right, because now you're now again. Let me call up Barack Obama <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let me get John Favreau in here to okay. call Barack Obama real, real for quick, me. Real quick, um, I will verify that, okay. and I will get back to you. Okay, but I do not think that Barack Obama, who has written that book multiple times written that word multiple times in his book, and it's from the south side of Chicago, has a problem with black people using that word amongst themselves. Obviously, he's not galling, you know, other politicians that word, but... You like to pick and choose. That's all I'm I'm hearing. I'm not picking and choose. I don't use it, it, you know... But if you love the word, you feel so empowered by it, why don't you just use it all the time? Because somewhere in your subconscious, you know that is not right. Somewhere in your subconscious, there's it's not, lurking there's to not, know. E- you don't use every word all the time. But you use it as a greeting, so why don't you greet everyone the same? So I greet everyone the same. Hey, friends, how you doing? I, I love never, you. No, I never so said I use it as everyone? a greeting. Well, how else are you using it? I use it when we were talking as about- As an adjective, a verb, what are you, what are you We were it? talking about Alec Baldwin on the podcast the other day saying that black people love him. And I was like, this nigga ain't met a black person that loves him. Okay, so instead of using his formal name- you're using it as 
a noun to describe this person. Yeah, he's wild. <laughs> See, now you're also adding a lot of definitions of this word. There are so many definitions, just like there are many definitions, you know. It's like that Bernie Mac sketch where he said that bitch can mean a bunch of whole other different things. <laughs> I think what the beauty of Or it might have been fuck. It might have been Monique who said bitch. Yeah. Either way, I will both of them. I will tell you this, though. And what I do appreciate about you is who you are, your confidence, and your ability to be yourself authentically. And I respect that 100%. I would never, ever judge you as a black man for being who you are and living your truth. And I think that's the clear lesson of this is that, especially in communities of colors or communities where people feel marginalized, that somehow we feel like we all have to be on the same page and it's okay if we're not. It's okay if I have my viewpoint and it's okay if you have your viewpoint because at the end of the day, when I walk in this world, I feel attacked, you feel attacked, and we are still fighting the same battles. And at the end of the day, no matter what you actually refer to me as we're fighting that battle, I'm gonna still have your back and you're gonna have mine. And I think that's key. I agree. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Well, thank you, my neither, for coming on. No, no, I want more. I like that, my I want more with you. No, no. Is the time done already? No, no. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? (laughs) No? Uh, If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. (laughs) Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And (laughs) I am the coziest a human being can be. Because by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's like pretty mild outside and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have it always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. 
Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the Black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Normally, I would never put an ad in a best of because I am not getting money <laughs> from this old ad. <laughs> but it is maybe my favorite ad in Keep It History. I'm unfamiliar with this one. I think you know. No, I, I don't know what you're talking exactly about. what this you know, one was. I assume it's uh, parachute sheets. Mm, yeah, parachute sheets. Sleep uh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you all just listen to it? Or you could skip it. <laughs> Guys, I just tasted the most incredible cupcakes. Tommy's? Oh my God. We're still I'm on sorry, track. I'm Tommy, I'm sorry. Tommy, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> cupcakes is actually a cute, dainty way of putting it, though. <laughs> Woo! Lewis, look what you started. I know. I Do I feel? Uh, no, I feel good. I feel good. Uh, I was talking about baked by Melissa's bite-sized oh, cupcakes, oh. which ship perfectly and will change how you think about Valentine's Day gifts forever. Mission accomplished. We got to bring Tommy's cakes back. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a moment in history. What a moment. I'll, I'll never forget. Here comes another one <laughs> that I'd love to forget. Uh, this is from when you were claiming to be keep its number one fan and then you failed miserably at our live show when now we quizzed you in my defense it was indefensible hannah my wife came with me and we got in the car <laughs> after and she was like Whew, that was that was tough it's tough to live that one down I mean, Tommy, you did not even know that I have a different accent. That, uh. <laughs> that was just, I think I got to a point where I'd gotten a couple wrong, and I was just starting to panic. Okay. And all ability to reason and think went out the door, and I was just fucked. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to listen to Tommy um, fail at life, here we go. Skip this one. Tommy Veter, would you welcome Tommy Veter to the stage? <laughs> Stay over there. We're not, we already hugged. Yeah, right. We hugged backstage. Also, Tommy, Lewis, and I are in a similar color palette, we which are. just shows how, like, on the wave of Keep It You are. I like to stand out, like Effie White. <laughs> Actually, we all have some version of like some like updated Urban Santa's workshop. Maroon <laughs> thing uh, I should admit, I think I pitched myself for this show because I'm such a big fan. <laughs> I'm the biggest Keep It fan. I 
host a show that releases on Wednesdays too. And what's it called? Have we heard of it? Pause. Save the world. No one oh, cares. Okay. Uh-huh. You are not here to promo your show. No. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, when I wake up in the morning, like work out, and I'll come back. My wife will be streaming a podcast when she's like in the shower, and it's keep it. Even though my show came out that day, she right. listens to so you guys. So. Is it nice to wake up and for a moment you think that me, Ira, and Lewis are in the shower with your wife? Yes. yes. <laughs> Very briefly. I'm sure it passes quickly, but you're like. It's fleeting. It's yes. like Riverdale up in there. <laughs> Get some jingle jangle. Is yeah. That what's we have jingle jangle backstage. I know. I just had some. It is crazy. <laughs> It will never not be, this is a huge tangent, that that is what they named, like, the crack that they're selling. Yeah, and then now you stroll into Trader Joe's and they're, like, jingle jangle for sale yeah. in a tin. It's fucking merch. It's crazy. Now, Tommy claims to Stan Keep It. Mm-hmm. But does he truly deserve the title of Keep It's Biggest Fan, which he just fucking called himself? <laughs> We're going to quiz him and see how much he truly stands keep it in a game we're calling for no other reason than it sounds funny, Jim Stan Laundry. <laughs> Here on Keep It, we like to honor our nation's icons, everyone from Martha Stewart to Frederick Douglass to Ariana Grande's High Pony. But recently celebrities have been talking about uh, Harriet Tubman in some pretty ignorant ways. Here's what you have to do, Tommy. You have to say who on Keep It said this quote. Okay. Uh, here we go. If you bitches don't stop mentioning Harriet Tubman, I swear to God, stop saying her name. She doesn't want you talking about her, I promise. Keep it shut up. Kara. You know what it was, Kara? Harriet even sent out a tweet. She's not having it. Tommy, Mm -hmm. who is often possessed by the living spirit of Catherine Deneuve. Lewis. It is not me, unfortunately. Oh my God, oh my God. Wait. Wow. wow. Terrible French accent. How could I possibly have gotten this okay, wrong? Okay, no, no. Wow. Should we give it to him? Okay. That Should was... we give it to him? This was... No, shit. Wait, technically that's the advertising portion of the show. That's true. I will have you know I worked on my French accent longer <laughs> than Rita Ora did for hers in Fifty Shades of Grey. I thought that was some actress that died in 16. And no, also, Tom, when she's Tom, still alive. Yes. When Tommy said that, he reached out to me almost to say, like, I, I see you, Lewis. I know it's you. And it, it, it so wasn't me. It was, it was unfortunate. <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. Who once had the audacity to say, keep it to a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Tommy just looked at me like we were on the Titanic and I had the last life jacket. <laughs> there is not room, Tommy. Ira. <laughs> no! It was actually me. It I was the royal babies. baby because we already had one we didn't do anything with. Yeah. It was the girl. Yeah, Charlotte was the new one. Imagine That's remembering Charlotte said. a baby. I just, oh, it's already gone. I don't remember. These are hard. Right. These are tough. Anyway, the girls are fighting. And you know, we can't get enough of it. Any true fan would have a strong opinion on the feud of the year. Mm-hmm. So Tommy, are you team Cardi? Or Nicki Minaj? I know this one. Do you? <laughs> Do you? Cardi. I would say yes. Why are you team Cardi? 
Because you are. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a great answer. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm the only one team Nikki. Why are you team Nikki? She follows me on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> We're going to try to get your average up here. Good, good. Okay. I think you're doing just fine. Uh, who had this hot take about beloved late pop star Prince? Purple Rain is deeply overplayed, and we don't need to hear it ever again. Right. That is so fucked up. Who said that? Tommy. Tommy, come on. Come on. Come on. Do you want a hint? <laughs> you know a black person didn't say that shit. <laughs> uh, so who does that leave? Lewis? It was me. <laughs> Guys, it's the eighth best track on that album. The only one worse is anybody? Computer Blue. That was correct. <laughs> the other seven are lovely. You got one boo. Thank that's you. True. That's right. He was ushered out of the room. He's gone now. <laughs> Usher? Tommy, mm. what shocking breaking news story triggered the beginning of the Keep It Mysteries? A, the ongoing investigation into the Trump urination tape. I said urination because this shit is classy. <laughs> B, Beyonce being mysteriously bitten at a Hollywood party. Or C, who threw the shoe? B. Yes. yes. That was such a fun story. Yeah. Unfortunately, Can you imagine only... biting Beyonce? No. Unfortunately, there was really only one suspect. It was like, the, like a Scooby-Doo thing where it's like, do you think it's the decrepit carnival worker? Right. I do. Yes. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Okay. No, one more. Shit. This is really hard. Is anyone keeping score? Good. 10 for 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is not on Kara's top 10 list of white women? Okay. Is it A, Celine Dion? B, Victoria Beckham? C, Jane Fonda. <laughs> the opinions are wild. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This isn't Price is Right. Pipe down out there. <laughs> I think it is B. Tommy! Tommy! I thought you liked Jane Fonda for some I weird I do reason. like Jane Fonda, but Victoria Beckham. Uh, Jane's she, in the low you, 20s. You know what? Listen, Victoria Beckham never smiles. Of course I love Victoria Beckham. Uh. I love a woman who just refuses to smile and is scowling all the time. <laughs> and also, like, her hair is always wrapped in, like, a chignon around her neck so that she can do the same face she always does in pictures, which is this. It won't translate on a podcast. I don't know why I even started this. <laughs> Tommy, you need to watch Victoria's Vogue. Well, how many questions? 72? 73? 73? Yeah. It's what? incredible. It is, it's the best one. It's incredible. She answers 73 questions? Yeah. Oh, Rapid, you've not seen these Rapid pictures? Rapid fire! Wow. Yeah. It's really good. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, after that, watch mine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and guys, hey, that was Tommy Vitar. Hey. <laughs> Thank should, you for having should, me. Should we give it to him? I thought you. he gets the Just Fine Award. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is Keep It's fan. <laughs> right. No, you're our biggest fan. I, am, I stand the show. We love you. Oh, I guess I let Love It come on the show once, too. You did, and it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, he's funny. It was really funny. He's he's funny when you when you let him. Yeah, wind him up. Yeah, wind him up. You know, less so when he gives a thirty minute stand up set 
before Love It or Leave It. <laughs> you don't like you don't like that. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy them listening at home. <laughs> Sometimes you're just sort of like, "Ooh, still going." Were you on stage waiting, or were you waiting in the wings? When you're waiting in the wings to to be on the episode, though, mm-hmm. you're just like, "Is it? Oh, oh, all right." It, it, a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot a lot of bits. You were on one of the earliest episodes of Love It or Leave It, and we had a party at my house after, and everyone came back, and we had drinks, and we barbecued, and there were dogs running around, and Pundit was falling in love with you, and you just handed me a podcast when we were like, "This guy's talented." Oh, he's got moves, verbal moves, just like Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Love It came on and. We stole his game, okay. Stop mm-hmm. with the a Star Is Born trailer. You remember Star Is Born? Yes, and I remember the trailer, and I remember hearing about the trailer from you before I saw the trailer, and it was as weird as you said. Yeah. Well, let's listen to that. Okay. You know, what we're gonna watch. What are we gonna watch, Ira? Because it's Beyonce's birthday, and she almost starred in a Star Is Born. <laughs> we are. And it was, what? It was yeah. gonna be directed by Scary Old Tree Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. Didn't learning all of this yes. in real time. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch the Star is Born trailer with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's time to let the Okay, stop. Is this uh what's that sh- that Nashville show that got canceled? <laughs> Nashville? Nashville, is that what it's called? <laughs> Hayden Panettiere about this to jump out. Looks like an episode of Nashville. <laughs> and had Beyonce been in this film, I'm gonna guess it would not have started with a Nashville like Hockey beginning. Talk. Yeah. Maybe it's time to let the Okay, stop. <laughs> Just for those listening, we've seen Bradley Cooper. He performs in front of huge crowds. Oh, sure. He's a He's star. Awesome. But then he gets in his car. Mm-hmm. What does he reach for? Bottle a of bottle. Bottle of alcohol. It's it's already country strong. Bottle bottle of alcohol, right? That's is country strong. Not was that a movie? Yeah, it was that Gwyneth Paltrow movie. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> There are not that many actors in Hollywood where if you go up to them and say, we have this script and you sing in it, that they won't grab it so hard you get paper cuts. (laughs) (laughs) You know, man, in the old days, I always knew, like, you were going to do something. Okay, stop. That is the voice. Of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. What the, what the hell is he doing here? <laughs> getting, getting me excited about a film called The Star is Born. I might, I might be sold already. <laughs> it's like John Legend in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> they are luring Kara in. <laughs> right. It's the first time I'm worried about you. Okay, stop. I would just point out that, again... Yeah, is he on the road? Is he performing in front of huge crowds? Sure. But he's also walking into some kind of a group therapy session. So he's troubled. He's dealing with something. And by the way, I just want to add, fame's a drug. 
Okay. That's true. That's what That's we learned true. the hard way. And this here. is the first time David Sh- Dave Chappelle is worried about Bradley Cooper. This is the first time. <laughs> and he probably discovered who Bradley Cooper was on set. <laughs> Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga, who is the star of A Star is Born, has been discovered performing what I'm going to call sad burlesque. (laughs) She is bathed in magenta lighting, and Bradley Cooper took one look at her and, based on the look, understands her. Understands Mm. her musical prowess, I assume. He just saw deep into her soul and saw that. He's about to look at her and be like, who is this diamond in the rough? (laughs) Just with his crazy, wizened, (laughs) treasure of the Sierra Madre accent. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. (laughs) (laughs) But he also asked if she writes her own music. Which is a personal question. Yeah. I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they like the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Uh, Okay, okay, stop. stop. (laughs) (laughs) Bradley Cooper tells Lady Gaga that she's beautiful, and her face, it's like you told her that... I don't even know. She's never heard this before. It's the most shocking thing anyone has ever said to this beautiful woman. Look, when a famously beautiful woman removes her makeup, she is a disgusting cow. Yes. That's, she's an ogre. She's a heretic. She's all that. She she's, doesn't have her lashes on and suddenly... She is unmarriageable, yes. uh, unlovable. Uh, she can barely get through the pink lighting of the burlesque house in which she is currently singing. Right, it's so pink. But also, no one tells her she's attractive, but her job is to sexually thrive on, stage. on a stage uh, and entice men. So She wrongly thought she was writhing in a fit of ugliness all of these years. <laughs> hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. Okay, stop. Yeah, okay, stop. <laughs> That's so creepy. I just, I just He's in make a limo. Sure He's in a. He pulls up, rolls down the window of a limo. And, oh the first hour of the movie is Bradley Cooper helping Lady Gaga become famous. The second hour of the movie is Ronan following around Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get him story. on the record. Yeah. It's, it's like he's like, I just wanted you to know there's a patriarchy and you live in it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a horror movie. And all the good times I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. We come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Okay, stop. I just want to say that this is a movie about Lady Gaga not being sure she can do it. And I find that slightly far fetched. Look at me. All you got to do is trust me. That's all you got to do. Okay, stop. Do you think you could sit through an entire movie of Bradley Cooper talking like that? I think I can. I think I will. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. It's kind of turning me on. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Ira's in. Play Ira's in. If we could play the clip now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, stop. <laughs> Do you think 
think Bradley Cooper was like, please go up to the mic and do your ghost noises. <laughs> Here's the though. Bradley, you're in danger, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We should all be honest, though. I'm going to be honest and say this is a trailer that you can try not to like, but when you hear Lady Gaga do that thing, you're like, I'm in. Yes. But she is so good. And her voice is so good that when that that all the other shit about the fact that it's yet another story about how look, every talented woman out there is just one man away (laughs) from success (laughs) put all that aside like all the intellectual reasons to dislike it when she starts singing I'm like I'm gonna go this man behind every successful woman there's a creepy man in a limo telling you you are attractive you wanna call him creepy but you don't even think that you don't think he's creepy you're in I don't (laughs) (laughs) wow it's been 500 years but remember when Kara was on keep it I do (laughs) I miss her every day. Uh, do you also remember that there are only 10 white women in the world that she likes? <laughs> yes, I do, including her grade school teacher. Oh, you mean Miss Davis? Miss Davis, yes. Well, listen, we're, we're going to get her on the show eventually. Uh, <laughs> when you call Kara, do you play Since You've Been Gone by Miss Clarkson? I've called Kara, but she doesn't return my calls. She, she texts you back? She, she's gone. She's, she's in Paris. She's in... Uh, Milan the next day. She's in Shanghai. She, she's on the run. She's really. a busy woman. She's working, you know. The, the best part about the whole <laughs> white women list was somebody posted on Instagram, and all of a sudden Kristen Bell was up in the mentions. Like, I love the show. You guys are hilarious. And that's when I think we all knew this thing had, had taken on a life of its own. Yeah, that Keep It was that show. Mm-hmm. That it was doing something that the other shows weren't doing. It was untouchable. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway... Here is Kara's top 10 white women, which include Elizabeth Warren, who I stand. She did great in the debates last week. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> Cut that clip if she fails, but she won't. <laughs> I'm going to go backwards from 10, but know that the... It's not a hard ranking. Got it. I didn't put them in that exact order. This is just a working list. Um, so I have Mary Berry. Interesting choice. Oh, yeah, we love that great British bake off. Her and her and her exquisite pastries. I just like her. I like the idea of her being around. May I do uh, my impression of her? Please. You have achieved a light moose. <laughs> Thank you. I also have. Um, I That's know she's your British accent. <laughs> nope. I I don't need the accent. I just mm. I, I, he just I the summon the, the spirit. Yes, yes. 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 I, I don't need to indicate as you well, do. You, well, you're not going to be invited to tea time at Big Bet. Oh my God. Oh, good Lord. Meisner train <laughs> bullshit over here. Oh my God. This is not a famous woman, but my sixth grade English teacher, Miss Davis. Oh, she got number nine. <laughs> yeah, she's on oh, there. Oh, what'd she do? She just was great, did and she, I just really you, loved her. Did she teach you how to write? She was very helpful in teaching me how to write. Yeah, and we and she. In her class, I read To Kill a Mockingbird, which went on to become one of my favorite books. And she just was like, fucking cool. All right. Can't deny that. Um, We have Christine Baranski. Oh, totally. We have lots of women with hard bangs right now. Yes. And like helmet hair, Uh, which is great. I, every time I see her on screen, I'm just reminded in The Good Wife. There's a lot. There's a lot of Good Wife love on this list. Yes. There's The Good Wife. There's y'all need to watch The Good Fight. 
people. Mm-hmm. Um, Ira loves the good fight. It is like, but don't you know her and that black firm and that her and that all black firm. I was like, if I didn't already love you, Christine Bransky, her and Audra McDonald just sashayed around the office. One time I saw her in a turtleneck and we have never had better severity. That is severity number one. Audrey if, Hepburn was shut. No, precisely. Oh yeah, funny face. <laughs> funny, get the fuck away. Bye. <laughs> this this might be a bit of a, a curveball. Kristen Bell, who I just... Veronica Mars, I, I love that bitch. I just find her so delightful. <laughs> I think she's beautiful. I just love a I love a Kristen Bell late night interview. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. No, she is a great late night interviewee. Mm-hmm. My one problem with Veronica Mars is I'm not sure I find her hilarious, but she's perfect for that role. She's perfect for that role. Also her the video of her crying over that sloth. Oh, which was the realest TV moment ever. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um then we have this is a fictional character, but I love her like she is in Alicia Florick. Yeah. Oh wow. From the good from the good wife. Lots of women who have their names embossed on things. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is that is my mood always. Alicia Florick is great as opposed to uh Carol Hathaway on ER. No. <laughs> Juliana Margulies. <laughs> oh, oh, Juliana Margulies. Oh, her fighting with uh Archie Panjabi. Yeah, I didn't One of the like most that. underrated feuds ever. It is cuz they they, they had a reunion up. scene where they did not reunite. <laughs> but I love I also feel like Alicia Florix should have been mentioned in rap songs more. Like she mm. just to me, I'm like she's... right because black people watch the good fight exactly, the good wife exactly. Also, my favorite thing about Alicia Florrick, I guess, also in Juliana Margulies, is like she always looks like she has kind of a headache. It's like <laughs> she looks like if, she looks she looks she like does. if Fran Drescher had a headache. She That's does. what she looks like. Then we have Victoria Beckham. Oh sure. Who just from day one, her no smiling ass. She inspired me to continue to not smile. <laughs> Yeah, she's actively like, I'm just not going to do like, it. She's like, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what any of you think. I am happy behind this scowl. I am I am loving my life. That she made the transition from those tacky-ass jeans oh, yeah. to being like a legitimate fashion designer. Have you ever seen these 73 questions with her? Do you know oh, what this yes. is? The, oh, of course. Her okay. 73 questions is probably the best. It's probably I, I would say Nicole is the best, but let me say this. There's a part where they're like, if you could wipe out one problem, what would it be? And she turns to the camera and just goes, AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> and she, let me, the way she says the word AIDS is like it's spelled A I D T Z E, <laughs> which is how it should be pronounced from here on out. I love her. <laughs> Who would you have dinner with? David Becker. <laughs> <laughs> 73 questions, deeply underrated. Then I have the D O double G, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Oh, she's the best. I always say she's like if Cher's Twitter went to Harvard. Ooh, that's a good description. Um, I, Elizabeth, if, if you're listening, we'd love you to, to come on, talk about ballers, perhaps. Oh, yes. Okay. Only ballers. Only we won't ballers. ask you about anything It'll else. It'll be an all ballers episode. I'll just actually for you. watch ballers just to talk <laughs> about it with Elizabeth Warren. Then we have, <laughs> then we have you guessed it, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, yeah. My thick queen. Behind these hazel eyes, she is just a queen. I just, I voted. My December is my awakening. Oh, oh yeah. God, I love bad. your improv training. <laughs> I voted I I literally voted for her in American Idol. <laughs> like I, I had my landline and I dialed the numbers and I voted for Kelly Clarkson so I feel like I've just been with her from day 1. As did I. Sorry to my regret. She has was- never disappointed. She's never said anything crazy. She's just she just sings her songs. All this anti Nikki McKibben joy here. I'm just very <laughs> shocked. Then I have then I have Robin Wright, who honestly in Wonder Woman, whatever spoiler she dies, but uh I was like, Oh, she's gonna be Wonder Woman. 
right? Right. This is what I was assuming when I saw her on a horse in armor. I was like, oh, there, there is Wonder Woman. And it was not. But she can always come back. I would love a spinoff, mm-hmm. a Robin Wright superhero spinoff. I feel like Robin Wright is somebody who just confidently with a slow nod tells you she doesn't have time. Yes. And her with like the way she can carry like an asymmetrical haircut. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And just I want to watch her do push-ups. She's I got those arms cut. A book. I, I want. I want a memoir of her Sean Penn days. Oh, oh right. I want that tea. She's like if the singer Robin like aged into Claritin commercials. That's that's the look <laughs> she goes for with a, a cream colored everything. She's somebody who will wear a, a dusty pink, which I enjoy. Living rooms of the eighties, whatever <laughs> colors they were. That's what she stare. wore. There's a hard stare happening right now. <laughs> so then I have the now we're at the main event. I I wow. couldn't pick. I couldn't pick a number one. So I have two that are tied for first. And the first one is Martha Stewart. Oh, yes. Mm. Talk about D.O. Double G. I mean, this bitch. There is an interview that she gave. I think it was maybe Vulture New York Mag, where she talked about the correct way to cut a pomegranate. And someone said to her, Martha, what would you do if you saw someone doing it incorrectly? And she said, well, I would go and show them how to properly cut a pomegranate because why would you do it incorrectly? And it's that sort of unrelenting vision that has gotten her (laughs) where she is down to cutting a guy. Who the fuck cares how you cut a pomegranate? Martha cares. Oh, yeah. My prison bay. Her prison bay. This bitch looks incredible. Have you seen a picture of her? She's she like coming up on 80, right? She's like 77. Yeah. She's the best age white woman I have ever seen in my life. No. Uh, also, I mean, like, it, I, I feel like I maybe brought this up on Keep It before. In the late 90s, there was a time when Martha Stewart told you to paint your cabinets Robin's Egg Blue, and you fucking and you did, did it. you did it. Yeah. You did it. I just, I mean, the prison component, she's just, it's, I can't even, it's hard to even, it's hard to even speak she when I think of Martha. She did that. She did that and continues to do that. Also, the way she says the word Connecticut with its 90 syllables and her like garbled elitist tone. Yes. Is She's exactly also just right. so deeply Caucasian and yes. I, I love it. Like when you've just committed to that level of, of whiteness on every level of your life. Right. I can't be, I can't be mad She wears that. denim in a way where like Blythe Danner can only dream. But accessibly <laughs> Caucasian. Accessibly instead Caucasian. Of oppressively Caucasian. Yes. Like yes. Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> be Accessibly Caucasian. <laughs> and then we have, of course, Celine Dion, my Oof. my brilliant nutter butter from the north. I she's just she's the voice. She is crazy and I love her. Um I hope she never stops rambling. I love her accent. I love her hair. I love when she gets excited about something. I love when she gets upset about something. Yeah. I love every emotion and mood Celine Dion has ever had. Her Larry King Live performance. Her, if you haven't seen her Larry King Live interview after Hurricane Katrina, I suggest you go watch it. Obviously, Hurricane Katrina was not funny. The interview is hilarious. She's very upset in a really true, genuine heart way. on her sleeve. Just it, heart unlike on her any sleeve. pop star, exactly. She had just donated like a million dollars. She was like, "No one is doing enough. We need to get them boats. I don't care if they're looting." She was going on and on. At the end, she breaks into song while with tears streaming down her face, and it's just remarkable. Also, I mean, she smiles and doves fly out. I mean, just she's. I know she also like loves like a sparkly 
sheath dress. Like, picture the $5,000 wedge on Wheel of Fortune. That is always how she is dressed. Just she's, bright diamond. She's the best thing Canada has ever produced. Yes. I say that confidently. I'm an Alanis person, but I will allow this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Sean Mendes is sitting right there, shirtless. <laughs> um, I will also say that whenever you want to talk about the best cover songs ever, they're usually Celine Dion songs. They are. They she are. took people's songs and was like, no. That Beauty and the Beast? Right. <laughs> the Beast cover? I can make them better. <laughs> so those are my favorite current white women. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. And now we've come to our favorite segment of the episode. It's Keep It. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, I had a Keep It once that really incensed me. Okay. Some woman, I don't even remember her name, on Twitter was talking about how much brunch is awful. And honestly, brunch is like... Brunch is where I get my power. Well, yes, you know it's like um, it's like it's like the ooze, and I'm a Ninja Turtle. Am I Splinter? Yeah, you could be Splinter. Okay, cool. That feels good. Yeah, nice. Donatello. <laughs> uh, how many times a week do you go to brunch? Are you Saturday and Sunday? I am Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday. I'm at brunch now. Are you? Are you? <laughs> there was a time when we talked about this show being set at a brunch live. I know. Still got to deliver on that promise. I want a live brunch episode, and I think that our audience wants it too. Are you bottomless drinks at brunch? Yes. Drinking through Saturday. Is there a nap and then you go out? There's an just... amazing restaurant in Silver Lake uh, that has bottomless Aperol spritzes. Ooh, what? Yeah. That's deadly. Yeah. That's going to get you in trouble. Yeah. Well, it has. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's that keep it. My keep it is to people who do not like brunch. Oh, yes. That so, is somewhat common. I hear that a lot. I, like, it's such I, a basic point of view. Though. First of all, like, Yashar Ali is always on Twitter talking about brunch is bad and, and, and how many towels you need. And, that towel, and, towel and, controversy. And hate it, guac, or whatever. Chill out. Some other woman was going on about it today. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe brunch is not for you. Someone was talking about how 
there's all these long waits and you're splitting a check between 12 people. I'm like, bitch, who is having brunch with 12 people? Yeah. Who does that? Also, Venmo to, is real. I don't have 11 other people that I like well enough to endure at noon on a Sunday. I don't go to bachelor parties anymore, and I'm no longer a <laughs> 22-year-old CAA assistant, so I you don't go to should not be having weekly bachelorette exactly. parties. Exactly. When we have brunch, Riri, yes. it, is, it is black folks getting together. It is it melanated. Is folks getting together. Femmes. Coconut oil. Other people of color. Trials. It's, it's tribulations. It's just like people getting together when you've normally been in predominantly white spaces all week. Or you're just spaces like, all week. He can chilling and having some good drinks. And people always say, oh, brunch is just drinking like cheap champagne. I don't drink cheap champagne. It's like I order the drink that I want. You know, I don't have to get the watered down five dollar mimosas, and we're not going to those restaurants. Nicole Kidman and I restaurants. Nicole Kidman and I prefer a Bellini, but I can. Mm, I, I think know. I would say a lot of the shade towards brunch happens. All she it's does is drink Bellinis and Aquaman. Really? No. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think people are shady towards the fact that you can make a lot of brunch food at home, but at the same time, I love like an omelet that looks like art. Sorry, it's who's better. making a hollandaise? You have to go to yeah. brunch for hollandaise, and honestly, I, I really, really tried to have a moment last year where I could make my own hollandaise no. sauce and I was like nah bitch I look at that recipe every fortnight and I still haven't made it also how many people eat fucking salads all the time and right. rave about that you can make salad at home and also if your brunch cook isn't, that kale if your brunch isn't for you and your friends to gas each other up and give each other advice and tell you you cute you good you're gonna make it then those are the people you should be having brunch with so like reassess your own goddamn life Right. We, we're we not just, you know, making Sex in the City zingers. No. When we're at brunch, we're talking about career developments. We're giving each other advice on things that you might need to do You next need to stop week. texting that man. Yes. It's not worth it. What about your friends, quoth T-Boss? <laughs> Will they let you down? That's what I'm Will saying. Will they stand their ground at brunch? Exactly. Will they pay the bill and let you Venmo them later. So they can get those points so they can upgrade their flight. Yes. You know, let me get my Chase Sapphire points. <laughs> let me get my Delta Sky Miles. And also, another light keep it to, every time I tweet about Venmo, uh, cricket fans like to slither up into my mentions and say, we're using the Cash App. <laughs> Cash App doesn't advertise on Keep It, so we're using Venmo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Do you remember that Lewis hates fall? Yes, he hates fall, <laughs> he, but he's a summer stan, and I get that. Yeah, he not only hates fall, but he hates a very iconic Halloween movie. But surprise, I hate it too. Hocus Pocus. 1993 Disney classic. Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Bet I'm Googling it. Bette Midler, <laughs> some other people set in Salem, Mass. That's where my brother lives. Fun fact. Um, You've never seen this movie. Sarah Jessica Parker. I <laughs> might have, but I was 13 when it came out. What a funny, like, why does he hate it? I mean, it's not great. He's got a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, you know, but people like it because nostalgia. Yeah. I guess. Did you like the movie The Witches? I love The Witches. Do you like Roald Dahl in general? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think he's kind of a Nazi sympathizer. He's got some problematic things. Tommy, Tommy, is that true? Look, I, sh- I should probably clarify something. I don't know that he was uh, a Nazi sympathizer per se, but he said some pretty heinous things about Jewish people, and you can Google it and decide for yourself. Mm, wow. Who hasn't? So, so much for your childhood <laughs> memories. <laughs>
isn't that how you run for the GOP these days? It is. Yeah, he would. Um, <laughs> he would probably do well at the Republican debates. Anyway, here's Lewis's keep it. <laughs> What's your fucking keep it? I don't mean to be a continuous downer about fall, but my do keep you not? It, well, I do. No, I think I think you. It love is it. fun for me. My keep it is to fans of the movie Hocus Pocus. Guys, it's shitty. <sighs> I'm sorry. Here's the problem with this movie. Here's the problem with this movie. If it were there are real- so many heads shaking right now, by the way, in no, this room. The, the, they're, they're quaking, as they say. <laughs> if the movie were actually about the three witches, it would be a great movie. But it's really about these damn kids and their like, trick-or-treating adventure. So that's nothing. You know what, Lewis? <laughs> you are you going to call me anti-Thora Birch? done it. <laughs> Today? Because I fucking agree. I that hate Hocus Pocus. It's a bad movie. It's trash. It's... It is a bad fucking movie. I'm tired of people talking about it every fucking Halloween. It's not good. It's not I good. I don't want a Hocus Pocus too. And by the way, it's I don't ba- want to see those kids. It's by the way, it's not even quotable. There are like two quotes from Bette Midler that are fine. You want to see a Bette Midler movie? You go see First Wives Club. You go see For the Boys. Whatever. Sarah Jessica Parker, go watch L.A. Story. There's a show she was on, Sex in the City. Kathy and Jimmy, we have Sister Act, and she is wonderful on the those pyramid. Those are children's shows. This say, movie is for children. If everybody who was into Hocus Pocus would just be twice as into Adam's Family Values, the world would be a better place. And by the way, Adam's Family Values, you got your Angelica Houston, Joan Cusack, and Christine Baranski, who was on the white lady list. I think you all are confused because you're grown men. That show is for children. I didn't and like it so when I was a child. For children, it is an appropriate, delightful movie. I'm not surprised adult men are not enjoying Hocus Pocus. Well, you, it was not it? made for them. Well, you better go to BuzzFeed.com right now where adult men are sitting around talking about it right now and forever. First of all, Hocus Pocus came out when we were children. Yeah, I was seven. I, did, I did not like it then. Also, I think that movie is kind of inappropriate for kids. They make a lot of sex jokes. Totally. Oh, please. Oh, and Gary Marshall's in it being creepy? My children aren't watching it. Oh, God. <laughs> Bad movie. Plenty of other great Halloween movies. Ira Madison IV will not be watching Hocus Pocus. <laughs> well, oh. you just said there were great <laughs> Halloween movies, which makes you sound like you think Halloween is okay if you think there are great Halloween movies. I don't mean to tolerate, I don't mean to give any credibility to the horror community. I don't like you guys either, including you, Ira. What? <laughs> horror fans need to be quiet. That's for next week. Do you remember um, the time Kara was upset at Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. comparing herself to Harriet mm-hmm. Tubman. Yes. <laughs> I thought Karen made some good points here because it's really easy to not compare yourself to Harriet Tubman. I know, right? You know? I mean, it took me forever to get here to the studio. I had to take an underground railroad. Uh, oh, fuck. I just compared myself to Harriet Tubman. Anyway. <laughs> We're on a journey here. <laughs> Here's Kara's keep it. <laughs> Question. Kara, what's your keyword? Okay. So, <laughs> Lauren Hill has been in the news recently. Um, Robert Glasper, who, by the way, does not have a great outlook on women generally, but was really critical of her. People have been writing think pieces. Lauren responded with a very long note on Medium, and I'm just going to read this one, this one graph for you. She says, perhaps my seriousness and militancy in the face of tremendous resistance was misinterpreted as meanness or that I was unloving or uncaring when my true intent was to protect. I wouldn't be the first black person accused of this. 
I don't think of Harriet Tubman's skills as those of a hostess, but rather her relentless dedication to helping people who wanted out of an oppressive paradigm. If you bitches don't stop mentioning goddamn Harriet Tubman, I swear to God, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Stop mentioning this woman's name. Nothing you were doing is anything like Harriet Tubman will ever be isn't in the universe. Stop saying her name. She doesn't want you talking about her. She doesn't want you talking about her. I promise you. I promise you. Stop bringing up Harriet Tubman. Ever. Ever. None of you are allowed to bring her up. None of you. Stop it. Stop it right now. Keep it. Shut up. (laughs) I cannot stress to you enough to stop fucking talking about this woman. It is not like freeing slaves. It is nothing like slavery. Just, I don't know what's wrong with you and why you keep bringing up specifically Harriet Tubman. Also, Harriet managed to free the slaves and be on time for her concerts. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) She gave you a follow-up album. And I'm not even the worst. I'm not even not on Lauren Hill's side. Like, I think she made some good points. And then you undercut everything by mentioning and comparing yourself to goddamn Harriet Tubman. Right. The rest of it was great. I was like, oh, okay. Points were made. Harriet. (laughs) Harriet Winslow? (laughs) Oh, Tubman. Disappear like Judy Winslow is what I'm talking about. Lauren, and I I was rooting for you. I Even though I know that if the entire survival of humanity rested on you showing up on time to something, we'd all be dead. I know that. But still, I still love the album. It's one of the greatest albums ever made. Shut up. Shut up. Tommy, mm-hmm. it's 4th of July. Do you have a keep it about America? Yeah, I have a keep it. Okay. Keep it to laws restricting fireworks. Really? Yes, I love fireworks. When I was little, we had a neighbor who would have them shipped up illegally from North Carolina. We'd have one of those tubes, launch them way up in the air, blow shit up. And you know what? Sure, people got hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, my dog tried to eat the tube as it was launching, and it was a close call. But it was fun. And I like fireworks. And I don't like anybody who doesn't like fireworks. So keep it to you. Mm. You know, haters, firemen. I, I like fireworks better than the Katy Perry song "Fireworks." Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a Drake song "Fireworks" too? Yeah, that's better than actual. That fireworks. album was pretty good. Yeah, that whole Drake album. Every Drake album is good except for "Views." Mm. Yes, true. Anyway, <laughs> that's our episode. Hell Thank- of a best of right there. Thanks for being here, Tommy. It was my pleasure as always. I love being the small loving confines of the keep it studio of course i mean it was really just a ploy to get people to listen to this episode that's oh, a clip shit. show oh, fuck. this was a clip show <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll see you next week keep it is a product of crooked media caroline reston is our producer our editor is sarah barrett and kyle seglin is our sound engineer Thanks to our digital team, Elijah Cohn and Nadine Melkonian for filming and editing our video content every week.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.